Welcome to the Other Side Podcast with Jazz and Steph. I'm Jazz. I'm Steph. Now, the purpose of this podcast is to honor truth. We hope to create a space to learn from one another, from our experiences, and from the folks we talk to. We know that we have the ability to have really powerful conversations that are life-changing and paradigm-shifting and enhancing, and we want to use this podcast as a platform to share that. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hey, y'all. You might have been having, you know, a tough time by the time you've heard this podcast. Um, This portion of time is called the shadow period, I believe of just before the Mercury in retrograde. People always, I know, they yell that. They're like, oh, classic Mercury in retrograde. Life is hard. <laughs> All these things have gone awry. Technology sucks. But right now, what you, what I learned that we might be feeling is that reflective period and that, that way to st- start to put changes into action just before the shit hits these fans. <laughs> and so with that being said i've I've had some conversations with some close friends and we're all like going through it right now and then stephanie and i have just talked for about like two or three hours about (laughs) i'm having this like existential crisis should have recorded it (laughs) yeah and and all these things i'm concerned about parenting race my body and i'm gonna be alone forever (laughs) and all these other so we thought you know what let's let's talk about that reflective that reflection process i'm a big old master reflector i don't know if i'm really good at it but i do it a lot yeah and so now it's been a particularly interesting Mm. transition of really really thinking about what's eating gilbert gray yeah like what is going on and why does this hurt and why am i not feeling balanced or happy or what do I feel frantic or, hmm. and I'm not hopeless by any means, but yeah, what's going on and what am I going to do in the future to make this my life, to feel real good or even be okay with not being okay and knowing that on the other side of that is okayness. There's more. There is more. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Good setup. Hey, thanks. <laughs> that was a freestyle, y'all. That was good. Thanks. I think, um, I don't know why. First, I think someone said it to me, like, hey, this decade's coming to an end. And for some reason, it was like, oh, shit, this decade is coming to an decade end. Decade life crisis or yeah. something. Yeah. And once I framed it like that in my mind, all of a sudden, it felt a little different. Um, I'm big on numbers and, and like, yeah, anniversaries and years and things like that. And I know it's, they're arbitrary, but they do. They've always just stuck in my head. But um when you said you're a master reflector, I think I'm the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? I think that in... You think so. You're so intuitive and you think so much. Now I am, but I... I uh, This is recent, though. I think oh. that I moved through most of my life just, like, numbing and always... Well, survival, like, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I never... I think up until maybe, like, a few years ago, it's like, oh, oh, I'm... I am the constant... In mm-hmm. all of these situations, so I clearly well, I didn't have say something. I had the right answers. I just reflect <laughs> a lot, or sometimes the thought comes and I just hit the switch, flip, flip like Drake, and Turn it like, off. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, that's what I've done for so long, way too long. So now that I'm reflecting and it's hurting, 
and I don't like it. Mm, and I feel so uncomfortable. The discomfort. Yeah. Right? But we're choosing yep. this discomfort, right? Because we could continue to... To numb it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To just be complacent and exist. Yeah. But I put that mantra in my head or I've said it to different people, particularly those close to me. I'm going to choose my discomfort. Yeah. Because um, all this new stuff I love doing that really brings me joy and feeds me. Yeah. Feels real good. And then so when I go back to right. what doesn't, I'm really uncomfortable. Right. So I'm going to choose it. Which one? And I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like I the I like the numbing. Yeah. You know, we... all that fun and yeah. pleasure and, and it then feels good. Everything gets quiet and mm-hmm. you're in bed and it hits you. Yeah. It's like, oh right. Oh hey, I'm hey. still here. Hmm. All those feelings or just naming a feeling, being like, Oh, that's oh, sadness. Like, yeah. That's anger. I've been doing that. That's a new thing. Yeah, it's so new. Do you think that most people, I actually don't really know anyone. No, they're probably out there. I did. I can think of a few people growing up whose parents were very emotionally intelligent, but I don't think that's a a common thing that our generation was taught to name their feelings, like sit around and be, what are you feeling right now? You feeling a little stressed out? It was more like, shut Mr. up and Rogers do what you got to do. Talk to us. Yeah. And allowed us to Mr. name Rogers those big old feelings. Did. But I think that, from, you know, the real generation of latchkey kids. Yeah. Right. What, where was that? Yeah. Because people were working. That's true. And things were changing. That's true. And technology had to be learned. Mm-hmm. And all these fun new distractions. Right. Orbit drinks. Right. <laughs> um, Tostino's pizza bite. The yeah. pizza bagels. That's true. Any kind of cereal flavor you can imagine. And now we're just overdoing it now. Right. But because they don't want us to, what, to catch on. Yeah. <laughs> to the convenience. Yeah. Too. Like in a whole new way it became the norm, right? And so that's that very distracting. Bite. It is. It's very distracting. As you were saying that, I don't know why you said orbits and then I thought of my childhood, but I, I, I just lied. Because that is not true. I used to be very reflective when I was younger. When I was a child and I was outside, Mm -hmm. I was. I would look through the leaves at Mm. the sun and think it was the most beautiful thing in the world. And then I wondered, why am I so happy right now? Because when I return back to the norm, I'm very unhappy. Mm. I am a tortured soul. It's like a little momentary escape. Yeah. When I'm riding my bike standing up with my hands out in the air and not falling i'm wondering why this feels so good yeah and what does this mean and what do these words mean and why is the world the way it is Mm. and hmm i'm gonna gravitate i don't know if it was that complex but i'm gonna gravitate towards this because this feels better than the way i'm feeling before yeah that's true i think for me it was um just like isolating myself I guess mm-hmm. with music in my room and mm-hmm. I was a writer I was and me I, too I was very I much an introvert that. were you yeah I mean I could have been you know loud and outgoing in some aspects but I'm still actually very much an introvert mm. I'm, I have extroverted tendencies but I'm very much an introvert that's how you fill back up mm-hmm. and staying on your own on my own I get real deep into music like I couldn't go anywhere without headphones or do anything without headphones yeah it's a controlled chaos for me. Hmm. You still do that? Mm. Not as much. Because I tried to work on it because I knew that there would always be noise. Hmm. So I have to find a way to exist in some noise. And it's still really challenging. Yeah. Um, it can be stressful to hear an overwhelming amount of uncontrolled energy and noise. 
but I'm always going to encounter it. So I have to, you know, walk myself through that moment by moment. Learn how to deal with it. Yeah. But then there's some things I just, I can't do. <laughs> what do you mean? Like riding in a car with somebody with a really loud voice and they're talking and I'm right here. They're, mm. they're up here with the noise. Yeah. It's um borderline heart attack. <laughs> really? <laughs> and it's ironic because I'm a loud person. Yeah. But like but sometimes like I'll get sensory overstimulation. Uh-huh. It can be too much. And we've been here and it's happened to me mm. and I didn't mean for it to happen. Yeah. But I think I was already overwhelmed by life. Yeah. And then I go in a space where everyone's having fun and everyone sees me turn off. Mm. Yeah. And everyone turns around. Are you okay? I'm so <laughs> sorry for being the downer. I think I'm just overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of learning who you are too though and reflecting mm-hmm. like oh sometimes loud noises make me feel this way or mm-hmm. overstimulation makes mm-hmm. me feel this way for me realizing that touch like over over touch which yeah. has been an interesting thing as a parent of three kids because kids need touch and yeah. they want to touch me and so acknowledging sometimes at the end of the day like they'll come for a hug and I just mm-hmm. want to pull don't, away, don't but it's not because no. I don't want yeah. to touch you. It's because I, I can't be moment. touched anymore. I, I just need a second. Yeah. I remember one time when you told me, I won't go into too much detail, but when you finally told me you need a moment and I knew you needed a moment, mm. I had brought it up a few times. I said, I think you just need a moment. <laughs> and you're like, no, no, no. I, no, I pride myself in this. And I, <laughs> but yeah. you told me you needed a moment. I said, okay, let's get you a moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I was so happy you told me you needed a moment. It gave me strength to, to when it came up for me, to say, all right, I actually need a moment. Yeah. And I meant it. And I think I came to you. I said, I, I need a moment. I need it. It's important to be able to do that. Yeah. But that's part of, I think, when I think about reflecting, whether it's the end of a decade or like an anniversary or the end of a year, um, this time right now, I think, like you said, energetically and things mm-hmm. like that, we're all feeling it. For me, for whatever reason, it's the actual turning of this decade into a new one. I didn't but even think about it turning until I read maybe that's part your of very, I don't know, existential post about oh, taking a step back yeah. from social media. And you, you didn't even tell me. Jazz has it. She's doing it. Like, <laughs> You're right. But wait, should I take a break for the rest of the day? <laughs> Hey, we can both this? take a break. Yeah. And then I thought, oh my God, 2020s. 2020s coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal for me for some reason. And I think, um, so the taking a break from like going dark on social media or different things that I spend my time with online, mm-hmm. that is more like self-preservation at the moment because I understand. I feel, um, overstimulated and I'm not like interacting with it in a healthy way. I've noticed Mm -hmm. like my heart rate is a little bit faster or my blood pressure is a little elevated Mm -hmm. when I see something and I'm finding myself more and more and more, um, comparing myself, uh, like looks wise for some reason, like the wrinkles on my face seem deeper Mm -hmm. and like the, the stretch marks on my belly seem like less attractive. And there's these things that I generally try not to care about. And for whatever reason right now, looking at all of these images is really magnifying that. And so I had to say, Hey, is this helping you or hurting you right now? And that's so interesting to hear you say, like, I know that you are dealing with these things. You're a human and you're a woman. Yeah. 
out, you're outside of this perfect image I have of you. Like I think it's Saint Stephanopoulos. And <laughs> no, for real. And so to hear you say these things, I'm like, no way, don't my step. No, yeah. what do you mean? And, and as someone who is at times deeply insecure and constantly battles with self-image yeah. issues, it's like, oh, like I said before, we're actually not going at this alone. Yeah. We are existing in all these lanes with similar terrain, mm-hmm. different stories, but we're all doing it. We don't say anything to anyone yeah. or each other. Yeah, that's very true. So as we <clears throat> talk about reflection, I have some questions for you. Oh, snizzle. Because I, I mean, I think I'm really interested in other people's brains, period. Mm-hmm. I know you are too. I wish I could climb inside of you, not you. Well, yeah, I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 no. I really just want to get like all my brain's up like a Polly Pocket, and you yes. want to get up Oh in God, there if and I could be a Polly Pocket. Oh, I always <laughs> Polly Pocket was the jam. I'm like, oh, if I could just do it a little. Or, or the was yes. it Max? Fantastic. The other one for dudes. What was that? Something Max. I don't know. You, know, my mom still has the old Polly Pocket. Oh, when I see him, I flip. Yeah. I wish I still had. I wish I had one right now. So if I could be a Polly Pocket and just climb up into yeah, your call, po- climb perfectly up in yeah, curated okay. pocket home. Perfectly um, curated. Okay. <laughs> right. You know, it would be. <laughs> um, what does reflection look like for you? Is this, I'm curious what that process actually, is there any rhyme or reason to it? Do you sit down and it do It just happens. Journal? And it's, you know, it's not as beautiful as a super soul Sunday. But is anyone's can anyone do right? it? We, what but, do you think Oprah is actually doing when she? I bet Oprah's just like no need to reflect. No, I think perfect. she's a constant reflector <laughs> because most of her work, like we said, I said it's yeah. opinion based. Yeah, and she's so a she's really thought out those oh, opinions. Oh, she thinks a lot, and then that's reflecting. what her brain does. And I think that me not to you know align myself with that of Saint Oprahton, but it's like. <laughs> Some it might be as something as simple as, huh? Why'd I do that? Yeah. Or, wow, I feel real good about having experienced that. Mm. I am so happy that that has happened to me. Wow, I've been through this difficult thing and this kind of hurt, and I still haven't let this go. But I am so privileged and fortunate in this moment to have experienced this right here. Mm-hmm. This moment is mine, and it feels good. And it doesn't feel like the majority of the bad moments I have. Yeah. And this is awesome. And had I not done what I've been doing so far, I wouldn't have had this. Yeah. This is really freaking awesome. And I didn't need a deity to tell me how to behave to get here. Or I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that exists or not. But I didn't use some outer excuse or other thing that has to take responsibility for my hardship to get me here to this moment. Yeah. So I did something, didn't I? Whoa, that's cool. Do you actually write this down, or is Hell this no. just a no? <laughs> no, I was I was a very good writer. Mm-hmm. I still am a good writer because I have to write for homework, yeah. <clears throat> and you know, straight A's. So I mean, not that yeah. value should be totally placed on formal education, but I've always been a very good writer, mm-hmm. even like like kindergarten, first yeah. grade. This is stories that have been told to me about me. I've always been an artist, but after certain traumas, I stopped. Hmm. It's like I could never get there again. Yeah. And I think 
now I start thinking about journaling, but um, it's like I don't know where to start. Yeah. I go blank. I panic. Mm. Lately, I've been writing down those self-deprecating messages that I have, those mantras I have on replay in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm fat. I'm unworthy. I am undeserving. I'm going to screw this up. Mm-hmm. And I think about how to transform that thought because it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then I burn it. Mm. Like actually burn it. I burn that on some glitter parchment paper. That almost caught my finger on fire. It does. Yeah. It's, it may be placebo, but it's... It's no. me setting my intention. Yeah. Under this interesting energy, under this time, in this new space that's mine, that mm-hmm. I earned. And so changing or adding to what I'm going to do later. Yeah. I think it's really important to create different um, physical representations for ourselves. Because I can touch it. It's tangible. And yeah. humans need that. And we yeah. are, you know, we're creatures of habit, but we also come from... Um, communities and rituals and things like that Mm -hmm. and we crave that Mm -hmm. and if we can create different ways that we can put that into our life even if it's a completely different way that we've never done before but there is something very satisfying and when it feels good I know that that's something and I'm not hurting anyone or anything Mm -hmm. I mean except for that glitter parchment paper paper. yeah oh my gosh I said oh (laughs) as you were blowing it out yeah yeah Yeah, thinking about all that money it's going down. That's always what I think of when well, I mess up my manicure. Yeah. And the paper was actually something that wrapped the candle. Mm. So I'm not letting it go to it. So I just felt good there all you around. Go. Yeah. Look at you. It's it's like a yeah. That's right. Yeah. It was still, and that was part of the journey. Yeah. That was part of that Lesson moment. Learned. <laughs> After I did it, I said, what does this moment teach you? <laughs> I love that you're doing this with yourself. What did that teach you, Jasmine? Well, what mind. it taught me was. Yep. That's when you know this you've gone glamour. <laughs> Yeah, I think a good idea for journaling because it took me a while to get back into it also. And I really think that like the things I consume have killed my creativity. That's a big reflection for me lately too, is I wonder if reading other people's thoughts and opinions and seeing their life. You're an avid reader. Like you're, every time I talk to you, you're reading something else. I think you're trying to fill something up. And I don't know what. I like, love. What is all this? No, so I think the books that I read fuel me. Uh, the things I read online, the media I consume, that kills my creativity. I have to reconcile that. Because, like, when I started working in government, mm-hmm. I can't take in NPR anymore. Mm. I can't. It's so funny. My family, we grew up watching Fox. Like, mm-hmm. Channel 10 is what we watch. Mm. But then I start to understand the organization. It's like, wow. What this is the only station I mean we've watched everything else, but Fox is our channel. Yeah. And so just all these things and you know, yes yesterday we just had another young black woman killed by law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And it's like taking all this in, I don't want to be ignorant mm-hmm. to it. I don't want to exercise my privilege and just turn it off. But it's like it's literal trauma every day. Right. And so how can I be a good force, a good agent of change? the balance if I'm constantly taking this in but then it's like am I am I am I still prepared am I still yeah. understanding this world if I'm not I think it's understanding what is actually feeding you that's my experience anyway so when I, mean, I talk yeah. about like not I think it's very important to be informed about what's going on in right. 
my society. In Realistically my informed. I, right. Um, I do that through, you know, reading the news and I'm, I'm selective, not about, I'm not saying like I find something that's perfectly curated to my views and it doesn't mm-hmm. make me, I've tried to find multiple different Platforms, sources yeah. and then I read that. Um, as far as like reading books that feed me and make me learn something and challenge me to grow, um, the things that that I have to shut out because I realize my brain is just not wired for it is is anyone's though no no I talk about that I write about that um I've written several essays recently that I'm gonna try to get published actually but um is that I don't think our brain is not only is it not wired for that we haven't caught up emotionally or mentally in any way and I think that we're all seeing those effects I think that the reason that mental health is suffering and I think the reason that human connection is suffering and why people are having a more difficult time finding fulfilling relationships I think it's because we are constantly bombarded with images and sounds and also like this very fake idea of connection Mm -hmm. this very like I have 304 friends so I'm not lonely I'm really lonely Mm -hmm. I'm really and I'm talking about myself like I'm really I have these connections online that maybe I only like direct message someone maybe they send me good things like but do I ever see them touch them feel them do they see me in my really weak moments do I see them in their really weak moments and I think there are people who are better at navigating those online relationships in a more authentic manner um that's just not me and yeah. I've had to acknowledge that I really need to like wish you know see someone I need to see your eyes I need to see your body language I need you to see mine because I've mastered saying I'm good and only if you're like in front of me looking mm-hmm. at me seeing my body language um you know maybe see me look away or fidget with my nails you're like yeah, you're not good. I'll feel a wind blow right, while I'm that's... in another state. <laughs> Stephanie? <laughs> Somewhere Stephanie is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what we're, we're, we're missing. I really think that that's an important... I think we're going to realize... I really think like this next generation of kids too is going gonna to totally rebel. It. Yeah, and they're yeah. going to be like, I'm not putting anything online. I'm going to go completely off the grid. I think they're going to, I've been using everything. Exactly. (laughs) Right. I think they are going to go into different, I really think when anything gets to an extreme, like then the pendulum swings and and things correct themselves. But I don't know. Those are the things that I'm, I'm reflecting. I mean, I'm reflecting on a lot of things, but I think taking an inventory. Yeah. Like how I feel, why I feel that way. I didn't think of wording it. That way, that's what I have been consciously doing. Taking an inventory. And I've heard that it's particularly important to do it, you know, the three days before this full moon, which unintentionally, that's what I was doing. Yeah. And the which three was days yesterday, after. Right? Yeah. Okay. And it would really take swing and take into mm-hmm. effect. Because if you think about it, if all this energy is going on, mm-hmm. right? If all these things that really matter to keep us in existence yeah. are moving around and clashing and changing around us, mm-hmm. why would it not affect us? Right. And I don't understand how it couldn't. Energy, we're made of energy. We're, it, we're made of energy. Why would we're we not energy. be influenced? Not to get too metaphysical, but like, right. why wouldn't that affect us? Please don't let us lose you here. Hey. <laughs> Hold on. Because I'm sure there are so many other things into play. But at minimum, that... I think it's important. I think it's super... If, if, if it matters how your water is made, or not mm-hmm. made, but, you know, yeah, impacted, it comes from. how you ingest it, if it matters what you yeah. eat, how could your environment 
not really affect you. It does matter. I absolutely shoot think when it's matters. gloomy outside. I'm either happy or gloomy. Right. And that that's the environment. Think about um, <clears throat> well. I mean, I, I guess even with just children, right? Mm-hmm. Even us as children or whomever, mm-hmm. not even raising kids, just being a human who was raised by other humans. Right. Think about that environment and not even anyone needing to say anything to you, just feeling, feeling the energy that you when entered. my mama got home from work. Yeah. Like as soon as the garage opened, jumped up off the couch and Shut stood up. <laughs> I could have done all my chores. It didn't matter. I had to stand up when she walked in the house. Yeah. Or I had to not be in the room because I, you know, she just got off of work. I better, um, I don't know. I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> I should be doing something right Yeah. <laughs> did your mom have to say anything? You could feel oh, her, right? Yeah, I mean, no she didn't what. have to, but yeah. Because mm-hmm. I could feel her before she could feel her. Mm. Yeah. I was taking all of her in before she even knew what she was irritated about. Right. Like, I could feel the incline. I'm right. like, okay, here. It's interesting, too, isn't it, how we're all so open-minded and we'll consider all these things that don't make that much sense but then sometimes when it comes to understanding energy or even talking about something like the alignment of the moon or this yeah. stuff people are like, like okay these all right <laughs> even though we acknowledge how important the moon is for our literal existence and like, like here on tide, earth yeah right like it affects a lot in the, the solar system right and all the gravity like the second you mention that people are like okay oh, okay, okay. <laughs> exactly nonsense right which yeah. is fine. I mean, I yeah, respect cool. that too, but <laughs> it gonna change minds. No, <laughs> no. no, we're not here to. Um, so another question that I have you, as far as this is what I do, mm. investigate. Yes. Um, I want to know if you look back and this might be hard because you, maybe you haven't had the time to reflect on this. And if you haven't, we'll give you a minute. Um, if you look back at like the last year, because I don't want to do a decade, but if you're up for it, I'd like to hear a decade too. Okay. What is something you're really, really proud of? That you Y'all have to understand year? that I specifically told Stephanie, do not tell me what you're yeah, going to ask. Yeah, she did. I, I love freestyle. <laughs> um, one, two. Um, <clears throat> so in the past year, what am I really, really proud of? Mm-hmm. Um, learning to love. And you've mm-hmm. been a major part of that. You've, oh, I won't say aloud. But me exercise, me choosing to be here and present and, and true and fall apart and be around you when you've fallen yeah. and us being okay has really taught me, allowed me to exercise that for other people close to me, whether it's, it's family, whether it's a new partnership, romance, you or new friends. You, through my relationship with you, I have learned how to be more me. Mm-hmm. And to enjoy love because love has been painful to me, or at least that's what I thought it was. Right. That's what it looked like. Kindness and love and touch and eye contact has Mm -hmm. been pain to me. Offensive. And so now it's not. And that was probably fear of me not knowing how to navigate that. Mm -hmm. But constantly I am, I don't know that fumbling is the right word, but I'm like, oh, okay, wait. Okay. Uh, Stephanie, I really appreciate you and our friendship. Mm. And I want to say that because that's what I'm feeling. Thank you for letting me do that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and so I go back into these other situations where I can communicate effectively yeah. and find closure with um, ending relationships yeah. or really advocate for what I want because I'm not distracted by all this mm. frigidness and uptightness. And I'm still dealing with it, but it's like, yeah. I can see it now. A pretty big thing. It's huge. It changes everything. Everything. 
everything. I'm a better parent. I'm a better friend. I could I could be an amazing lover. Like I can really hold space for another human because it's a responsibility to be alive. Yeah, it is. And I've gotten better at it over time. But like to say goodbye to someone you love because you know it's not right mm-hmm. and not put yourself back into it, into yeah. that cycle again, it's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And usually people will do a lifetime of that work before they can start exercising. It's been for us like two years. Or they never, three. ever do that work. You never. And they just keep operating suffering. in the same way. Mm-hmm. Ten years. Yeah. In the last decade, if you had to, and you can pick more than one thing. That'd be great if you picked more than one thing. What okay. are you most proud of? Um, You know, I used to tell this like spiel about how, I can say spiel, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can say what is that. <laughs> I don't know if I <laughs> So I was appropriating some of this culture right there. I was just making sure. <laughs> Can I say so, that? I'll Google. Okay. <laughs> but um, about how, you know, I'm not going to wear this mask anymore. I've spent so much mm. time being someone else. Yeah. And cultivating this face that would keep me in safe spaces, but I was never freaking safe. Yeah. And so I thought I had let that down. Do my little unity work at school, sitting at a different lunch table every day before I graduated. And, yeah. Or before junior year ended and. But now, I really am like, okay, let's show up in this bitch as me. See what happens. Or, you know, being okay with a little code switching. Because I'm not going to talk to my supervisor the way that I speak to my mother. Not going to do it. So understanding when I'm offering more of myself and when I'm not. And choosing. But being okay with that, that. but still being like true to me. Yeah. Like still being very true to myself. Like, hey, uh, my principal says no. My personal principal says Mm. no. And no. Or this is the jazz you're getting. So now what? Being in control. Being Mm -hmm. able to say no, too. I know you've said that. Yeah. That's like a huge thing for you now. Struggle with no or accepting the word confident. Mm. Being described as confident? Describing it, yourself. I don't say it. I do. Yeah. I use the word usually sometimes. Yeah. But often for a very long time, I've been told I was confident. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you've got the wrong person. <laughs> not that me. That's not me. Mm-hmm. Um, Does that feel like you own that more now? When someone says that, do you, it it's still like, feels foreign? It's still foreign, mm-hmm. but it's like, um, Trying to let go of my low self-esteem. Yeah. Like trying to over-justify my low self. Like my low self-esteem will pop up and say, uh-uh, I'm insecure and I'm just trying to get like you, homie. And no, what? Me? (laughs) Respond with something sarcastic and witty. Yeah. Deflect, (laughs) deflect. And then when I hear that, I'll choose to hear them. Mm. like, okay. Thank you. Yeah. I don't even, I shouldn't even say thank you because it's, they're, saying something they have observed right it's okay for it to be a fact right you have to believe that about so I'm, you, though, yeah i'm learning i'm learning to be like oh okay if you think about the scientific definition of confidence <laughs> yes check mark i have oh that my, box. God. my therapist was like you're very self-aware like, <laughs> you're like yeah i know been... overly <laughs> this is, but i'm also screwing it up this has been the most the best session i've ever had oh my god thanks you're like well i'm you're glad i could provide you with yeah. that <laughs> But you're a very self-aware person. 
And when I think about a world that I'm navigating, wow, that's a unicorn-esque type yeah. <laughs> situation there. Right. That's a big deal. It doesn't mean I'm doing anything about it. It's just I know what's happening. <laughs> right. I'm just aware. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, yeah, totally screwed it up in these ways, but... But at least I know. At least I know. That's half the battle. No, ma'am, that's not how that works. Is there anything um, that you reflect on? And not that like you regret or you wish you could change, but just really difficult moments that you feel like... Is there a couple that stand out oh, yeah. that were, I guess... I think managing... shifting life My shifting. anger. Mm. Because meeting fire with fire is stupid. It's like, put out your fire, my fire. No, dummy, you just created a forest fire. <laughs> yep. Or um, how I've interacted with um, with respect to co-parenting. Mm. Because it's really, it's already a, a, a difficult feat, in my opinion, to parent. Yeah. Then to do it with someone else while you're together. Yeah. Then to do it separately. And I think that you and your, your um, children's father do a very great job. I uh, like love it. Even when it's difficult, y'all are doing the work. And then <laughs> there's the aspect then, of what I'm experiencing yeah. without going too much into telling someone else's story. Yeah. <clears throat> it can be real challenging to continue to experience abuse from someone you have no connect. Like, right. y'all have the same child. Right. And that should be the ultimate goal, but there's nothing I can do about that. And I really you have to allow that connection still in your life. Mm-hmm. When you know it should not be. In I your life. wish I could do a better job about not letting it hurt my feelings. Yeah. And not reacting to someone who doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense to behave, right. to speak, to treat others that like there's nothing about it that I even need to work to make sense about. Yeah. But just to be reacting to what I know is just unhealthy behavior it's hard i just don't want to react anymore i don't want to feel badly anymore yeah so much of life is out of our control too Mm -hmm. right and the only thing that we can do is i guess cultivate a space inside of us that feels safe and peaceful because we don't know what we're gonna Mm -hmm. and we have to exist in these relationships sometimes that do not feel great bad things happening in life are absolutely not negotiable like it just is a thing. Absolutely. As is good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Anything else that you reflect on this decade? Uh, I am how I treat my mom. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Say more about that. Um. Been an asshole. <laughs> Did you hear that, mom? Yeah, been an <laughs> asshole. Mm. Um, off and on. Yeah. It could be. All these different things like trauma, um, yeah. our previously difficult relationship. We're so close now. Right. Um, being an unhealed human being that doesn't, con- that didn't consider others. Mm-hmm. That they were, it's interesting that you can be more awful to those who are close to you, who are blood yeah. versus a plum stranger. Right. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. No, you. No, you. Right. But you come home and you're like, oh, you're ruining my life. And yeah. slam the door. Well, it feels safe because it's <laughs> home. And then it also, there's so much complex emotion mm-hmm. behind that, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, someone slams the door. 
and you tell them off because they slammed the door. And also okay, four yeah. years ago, yeah. they told you something horrible. Yeah. And then they and weren't you, there for you yeah. when you were two years old. And then yeah. you're pretty sure, like, between five and seven, they didn't feed you properly. Like, there's all yeah. these things <laughs> that come up. And then you have this image of what a mom is when you don't even know what right. you're doing. And you say, well, why aren't you that? Exactly. Like, what? No. This, but that what? stranger mom, slammed the door. Was a great mother. And in your mind, you're just like, wow, what a dick. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing else behind that. Mm-mm. I think half of my, most of my anger towards her, the parent I've had Mm. my entire life, Mm -hmm. who has not eaten, who has lost sleep, Mm. who has sacrificed their being and essence for me Mm -hmm. and mine, um, the the anger that I did have towards her was a manifestation of like my own stuff. Yeah. It really had nothing to do with her. Nothing. How has but that I put it on her. like shifted your relate or maybe not even your relationship with her, but realizing that your mom is just a human, just a woman. And with her own set of experiences and struggles and pleasures and like a whole person separate from you. Has that changed? I feel a whoosh of epiphany. I don't mm-hmm. give her that. Yeah. Not if I wanted, why couldn't I give it to her? Right. Is that something through motherhood that you've reflected on and thought in moments? Um, like, I am just a woman right now. Like, I, I am a, a sister, I'm a daughter, I'm a, a girlfriend, or I'm a friend, or I'm a lover, or all these things. Like, I am just this, and I'm also this person's mother. Has those moments ever happened to you? In- no. 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 I know there have been times where I knew I was being spoken to like I was her child. Mm. Versus a human that is her daughter. Mm-hmm. An adult yeah. that is her daughter. And that initiated a lot of thoughts. Because yeah. I remember me responding, thinking, no, you, like it was a, I'm not going to argue with my child thing. Right. I'm like, you're not arguing with your child. You're having a conversation with someone who is your daughter. Right. And we can, t- this might be difficult, but we can talk about this. Mm. We could do this. Change and this isn't me being disrespectful. This is me wanting to navigate this with you because I don't want this to be an issue for us. We got, we got enough going on. You got enough going on. Yeah. And um, after that moment, after I had that thought that I realized I, I, I'm actually an adult who was her daughter mm-hmm. because I navigate this world as her child. Yeah. That's how I see myself. Right. That really has nothing to do with her. I'm teaching her how to interact with me yeah just like anyone else I hear Mm -hmm. you say that often too you're teaching other people how to interact with you how to love you how to show up for you so what would make us think that we don't have to also do that for our parents yeah that's a disservice to her if I don't sit here and think about the ways in which I contribute negatively Mm -hmm. to her experience with me and take responsibility and take responsibility which it it hurts to say oh god I sucked at this right or oh she had to go to sleep with this on her mind because of me that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's gross. It is. And it, um, I think we see each other. Mm. And it's nice to yeah. know that we see each other. Like right. we see each other. And then it can evolve into a more fulfilling relationship, like a friendship. And she doesn't or... have to be distracted with my nonsense, you know? Yeah. Like right. she's over here doing amazing things. And I'm so proud and happy for her. And I get so excited. Yeah. And it's nice because I let go of letting go of those things. Yeah. And hold me back that make it difficult to be in love with a human. Yeah. Right. 
And like then I can, I can see it in like different relationships. It shows up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Habits I don't want anymore. Yeah. And when you reflect, mm-hmm. I think motherhood has been one of the the greatest reflective journeys that I've had. Word. At moments, um, like for example, when I got divorced, I mm-hmm. remember being so depressed, like mm-hmm. beyond being able to function. And in that moment, I thought, oh, I remember when my mom wasn't able to show up for me in the ways that I wanted to, but she was just a human, like experiencing mm-hmm. loss and struggle. And this mm-hmm. woman working like multiple jobs and, and you know, and having uh-huh. to, and well, she you're had not ever having to think about like, Oh, we broke right now. Right. Right. <laughs> she was just a human. Yeah. And also then I think, um, like when I started dating again, I remember all those feelings of resentment I had around my mom remarrying and then reframing that in my mind, like, but my mom was just a woman who mm. needed intimacy and connection and love and being able to separate myself from my mom's human experiences, mm-hmm. not only provided me with like, Oh, that had nothing. Not only did that have nothing to do with me, that's wow. not mine to carry. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's so interesting. I think about my mom dating and she had it in her mind that I didn't want no daddy. Mm. I was never like, I couldn't understand where it was coming from. Interesting. It's just like, if someone comes in this house, they're going to let their guard down around me. That's yeah. how humans are when they interact with me. Yeah. And so this person, they ain't shit. Mm. That's my only problem. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't care. I want my mom to get yeah. her thing. And then um, I thought about, too, when I started dating mm-hmm. and thinking about how overly cautious to the point where I probably wouldn't date or mm-hmm. I wouldn't even give anybody a time of day. Yeah. Looking at me, switching my hips down the street. And I'm like, ah, please, no. <laughs> I am someone's mother. I am someone's <laughs> mother. And then how um, my son really hasn't met anybody I've dated I mean think he might know two people that have existed one he doesn't even remember because as soon as I realized after a while of dating Mm -hmm. and then they were around my son okay well yeah bye this isn't gonna work yeah yeah I've never introduced my kids to someone I've dated either I hope to at some point if someone like passes all these and I need people to understand I know you're not my son's parent Mm -hmm. like I know that and so that goes to me hmm. reflecting and healing and then attracting the kind of person that I've, look, we know what this is. Yeah. So we good. Yeah. Another thing about motherhood that made me reflect on myself is I remember the first time my oldest daughter lied to me. I will never forget the moment. And I remember feeling this feeling the most sadness and betrayal I think I've ever felt <laughs> looking at my kid thinking, I mean, I, I, I have not done. only I've given, I gave you life. I give up my life for you. The brink of death and for you, you just looked me in my eyes. And when I later on, when I thought about it and I reflected on it and I, I can give her like grace and understanding and mm. empathy and we worked through mm. it or whatever. But then thinking about all the times I lied to my mom and how, mm. As just a human to another human, like I chipped away at our relationship. I chipped away at this natural, like safe little container we had. Mm -hmm. And so when you show up in adulthood and you don't have this great relationship with your parent and you're like, I don't understand why you're supposed to unconditionally love me. You're supposed Mm -hmm. to show up for me no matter what. 
looking back and realizing like, but I, as a human made really bad choices that hurt you as just another human, Mm -hmm. not just as my mom, not as your daughter, because we put those labels on it and then we're supposed to function in this unconditional manner where it's like always love and butterflies and peace, which is not the case. There are times where I don't like you Yeah, and you don't like me. And it was important for me to realize all the ways that I, even as a child, even though I was, yeah, operating Mm -hmm. whatever way I needed to, Mm -hmm. Um, without making that excuse for myself saying like, oh yeah. And as a person, Mm -hmm. I made really poor choices that hurt you and eroded this foundation that Mm -hmm. we had that, that you thought we built. And so now where we are today, I have to take responsibility for rebuilding trust Mm -hmm. and, and rebuilding like that safety that you also need to feel in relation to me, because now we're both just two adult women, right? Yeah. I think yeah. that sometimes individuals might think I cut Noah too much slack mm. when it comes to the lying mm. or the stealing. And I think about when I did it. Mm-hmm. And mm, my mom, the question was, what's wrong with you? Why are you always doing this? What What is this? Mm-hmm. And I may not have expressed what it was, but in my head I was thinking, well, I remember you telling me you can't depend on anyone by yourself. Mm. But then you depending on people to treat you a certain way or act a certain way. And me thinking how it was illogical to have these two thoughts at the same time, these two standards. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. And me, because th- I'm trying to figure her out because I my brain is a, a left side strategy brain mm-hmm. <laughs> that happens to love art. Yeah. And me thinking, okay, well, I stole because I felt this energetic force within me that just barked still and so I did it Mm -hmm. and I'm in a world that lets me access things when I really want it yeah so I had trouble controlling myself in that but I never said that to her right or I'm acting out because when I go to school I'm othered constantly constantly whether it's teachers or it's people in the community mm-hmm. and I hear all these awful things about my skin tone sometimes. And so I come home and I and hold this all inside. And so I'm real angry right now. And I know I'm super angry right now, yeah. but I'm not telling you why. Right. Right. And then, so I think about things with Noah in terms of, I don't know what it's like to be him, Yeah. but I do know what it's like to be highly intelligent and not know what to do with it. Mm. I do know what it's like to have all this power inside of you, but not know what to do with it. Mm. I do know what it's like to feel alone. I do know what it's like to have a broken relationship with a parent yeah. and to see all these things and feel like you don't have what you need. Yeah. So in this space, I'll give you a moment to tell me the truth. Yeah. Here's your moment. There will be consequences, but right now, before I'm going to hold you up, brother, before you say anything to me, it better be the truth. Mm -hmm. And here, let me ask you some questions to help you start thinking. Because after a while, this whole not thinking thing isn't going to work for you. That's true. And if you don't take the time to do the work on yourself, Mm -hmm. you can't have conversations like that. Yeah, and at 12, Mm -hmm. at 12, if you can start saying, okay, why am I feeling this? Yeah. Why did I do this? Okay. So this is what led up to this. And I don't have to keep doing this because it makes all these other things happen. Right. 
if he can start learning that now, he'll be all right. Cause I'm, if I'm again, like if I'm meeting fire with fire, yeah. I'm gonna get an explosion. Yeah. I also don't want to extinguish it. I want to help him figure out how it started. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make sure we don't do that again. And if we do, sometimes it's okay. But after a while, you know, it ain't a mistake. Yeah. And those are giving your child the tools of reflecting in a moment, which is something that most of us didn't have access to. And so you look back and you think, had I had that tool in all of these different moments mm-hmm. that I was making poor choices mm-hmm. or when I was hurting and then numbed it or whatever it was, how different life may have been. Not that mm-hmm. you want to go back and do it differently, but if you don't pull from those experiences that hurt mm-hmm. and made you suffer. And I feel like if you don't take those and try to give your kids better tools, right. like then we're not doing our job well enough. And then I mean, I think that's how we grow too. Right. And there are times like at work, there are times in traffic, Mm -hmm. there are times in teaching, there are times in parenthood where I need to reposition myself Mm -hmm. on my authoritarian um, pedestal and step down for a second Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, brother, this is me. This is you. What's up? Because I see you. All right. This is, we're okay here. You know, at very, at the least, this is, this is home. We're safe. Mm-hmm. what's up because it's only going to get worse from this moment if we don't figure it out yeah and at the end of the day you know i could i'm gonna do this mm-hmm. all day long if i want to you gotta go out in this world and act yeah so i gotta know what you want what are we doing yeah what are we doing because i could bark at you all day i could take away everything i feel like there's more stress yeah for everyone Mm-hmm. And and misbehavior and mm-hmm. um you know breaking the rules or making bad it's mm-hmm. just a a cry for connection from all of us mm-hmm. and we all do that mm-hmm. if you're in relationship with a friend or with your partner whoever it is the moment that we choose to have a tantrum to say something mm-hmm. mean mm-hmm. to make a bad choice like to go outside of our relationship for intimacy whatever it is like it is a cry for i'm ha- i have a need that's not being met yeah. and i don't have the language to mm-hmm. express that to you or the courage or whatever it is it's no different in adulthood than it is in childhood our kids are they're crying out for a connection so like, and- do they need to be disciplined absolutely but i don't know everybody's experience but I feel like the common experience might be when your child calls you to task by expressing what has lacked or what they needed, I could totally see being offended mm-hmm. and feeling targeted and be like, oh, excuse me, but you don't know what I got to do. Yeah. What you won't do as my child is tell me this Yeah. because I've run this. Right. When really, what if I did listen to that? Mm-hmm. Because he's a smart fool. He can be manipulative. Right. And he can be downright bratty. But there are times when what he is saying is super valuable to how I'm going to function well, yeah. let alone him. Yeah, and I think parenthood is just the ultimate test of boundaries. <sighs> like, this is where what, what we're allowed to do, what we're not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, this is how I am going to show up for you and myself and yeah. our family and every single day. And I have to change the rules right now. Yeah. Because I said... And figuring out, you know, should I explain this and be fair or should I say, it's because I said, and we don't need to talk about this. Thank you. Yeah. It's a tough gig. It is a tough gig. 
I think we make it tougher than it has to be mm-hmm. because we're all trying to figure out like how to even exist in a relationship. And yeah. so this is the, the most intimate relationship you might ever have in your life. You're going to spend probably more hours with this human than any other human. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. if you have like a lifetime partner and that mm-hmm. lasts forever, then yay. But <laughs> otherwise probably this, this is it. Yeah. This is going to be your longest relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I wanted to share that I've been, has been a recurring thing for me in like the last couple of years is um, choices and consequences. And it's been something that, I mean, if I look back on like my whole life, I have made a lot of bad choices and I've hurt a lot of people that I really, really care about. And that is family members and friends and um, people that were really good to me that I hurt because I was really uh, broken. But this last year, a couple of years ago, I asked God or the universe um, multiple times when I was, I don't call it prayer, I call it Mm -hmm. meditation, but it's ultimately Mm -hmm. prayer, Um, like for, uh, for love and for peace and um, just to know myself better. And so I kept getting that, like in really, I just wanted love to show up like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't, I actually don't want any of this hardship. I just mm-hmm. want like love and peace and all that mm-hmm. fun stuff to show up. But and who told you that they come separately, that they are so uh, separately? <laughs> yeah, well, they are not. Mm-hmm. And I've realized that now. And I think one reoccurring theme that life has made me realize is that choices have consequences. Always, no matter what. Always. And the things that I've had to, to um, like deal with in the past year are like, for example, I had a surgery that was the result of mm-hmm. making a choice to get breast implants mm-hmm. years ago and then that going poorly mm-hmm. and having um, some serious health issues because of them and having to get them out. And so now I'm navigating this disfigured body that is very um challenging and knowing that Mm -hmm. it was the result of a conscious choice so it's not it doesn't feel the same as I guess it would if like oh this happened because I got sick or because this or whatever in my mind it's a different thing Mm -hmm. but it was a choice that had consequences much further you still feel guilty about it I don't feel guilty I think it's been hard to find a space to like express it or grieve it because in my mind I think oh but you made this choice you made the choice to get these breast implants you augmented your body for purely vain reasons because Mm -hmm. you wanted to look a certain way and now this happened and you're dealing with it but I think it's just hard when can be true at the same time yeah they are true at the same time they're both simultaneously happening but I think it's finding that space to um to express those things right like in a we here, not we, I mean me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. And I think you've given me that at times. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important for you to always feel like you can just do it if you need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. And I think um, just really, but being like reflective about, hey, be mindful. And mm-hmm. that's one thing I, um, uh, you know, I think we're going to talk about it later, like at a different episode, but a loss um, of life uh, mm. uh, that was like a, you know, a choice, but, but not really a choice mm-hmm. and, and figuring out how to navigate that or how to make amends with myself for that. That's been something that I've been struggling with. Like, amends doesn't feel like the right word. 
No. No. I wonder if it's like come to terms with or yeah, maybe be able to breathe more peacefully while it exists, while yeah. that truth exists. Maybe. Yeah, that's it could be. Um but over and over again, I think that's something that has been really growth producing, realizing that, you know, leaving a relationship, making a choice to leave a relationship and then the fallout that exists because of that, mm-hmm. choosing yourself and mm-hmm. knowing the pain that causes and the happiness the and the freedom. The foxtrot. Yeah. Right. And tangling so long with somebody, you're yeah. like, you know what, I'm a foxtrot now. And they're like, excuse me, you're we're in the not. middle of a freaking competition <laughs> called life. And this is what you choose? Yeah. And why is he breakdancing? <laughs> no. That's true, though. And I, I think, um, so those things for me have resulted in being really mindful of making choices, something that I've never done before. Like every dollar I spend. Like do I, I just thought about, do I really want to put this item in my car? Right. It doesn't feel good to do it. Yeah. I know it's cheaper, more affordable, whatever. Yeah. I'm not doing it. And then I look around. Why am I in this store? Yeah. Let me go. Because I made the choice to go, to go here, right? But first, I'm going to put the cart back because that's <laughs> the right thing to do. Because good, good people put their carts back. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if you can look back and see things that didn't go the way that you would have ultimately liked them to go and have produced pain. And what contributed but, to that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And realize, like, I I consciously, there's um this part of this book that I really love and um I don't want to mess up so I'll just kind of paraphrase it but she says you know one day I woke up and I realized that I had consciously constructed every moment of this life that I found myself in but why don't I see myself in any of it Mm -hmm. like that is so true we can wake up one day and say oh like how did I get here this this is totally not mine unfulfilling place yeah but I chose it yeah and that's okay and I can deal with whatever fallout's going to come. Yeah. But then I have to, if I'm really learning and growing and I'm being reflective, and in my opinion, if I'm going to honor all this pain mm-hmm. that I put myself through and I put others through, then I have to do differently. Choose the discomfort. Yeah. Because I, I have a feeling that we're all like navigating our own little chaoses. Mm-hmm. And then we, we some those moments of frustration and screaming and freakouts in the bathroom and yeah. <sighs> shaking it off. That's you and your body's design telling mm-hmm. you, oh, hey, this isn't working, bro. Yeah. But then you're like, I don't have time, nor do I want to shake up all this BS. Right. Because I got 32 individuals I got to break the news to. Right. And then I got to deal with all these broken hearts and Dear John letters. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's true. But it's like, yeah, so you're already going to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. when you switch it up. Yeah. And then that uncomfortability likely leads to more freedom yep. and contentment. Or doing what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. So can we choose it, please? Yeah, I agree. When I think back on the last decade, too, what really stands out for me is um, a lot of illness. Uh, mm. And and because I was never quiet enough and still enough and comfortable enough mm. in being uncomfortable, my body was like, well, we're going to do this with or without mm-hmm. you. And so looking back... Now I really respect this thing that I'm living in, like this, this shell that is mine, because when I am not living in alignment with what I know is right for me and in my integrity, my body has so many different ways of telling me, Hey, you can hear it. Yeah. You're off track. And so you're feeling this physically and emotionally and mentally, and you're still ignoring me. 
Yeah. So don't make me shut down. Because I'll do it. And it will. You want to go? Because we can go. (laughs) Right. Question. Yeah. Do you ever think about how you encounter things that had you encountered before you completely fall apart? Yeah. But now you're just like, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I mean, it's not the funnest thing in the world, but I'm fine. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It's so cool. It is cool. And it's annoying to, I've noticed that it is annoying, or that's my perception of it, to people who have not Mm. experienced that. Well, why are you so cavalier? Who do you think you are? Um, No, Mm. it's just, this doesn't feel... Right. Like that's serious for me. Right. I understand that it does for you. Yeah. But I know that this too shall pass. Yeah. That's true. When mm-hmm. you when you've overcome something you realize. Mm-hmm. I guess even just being able to tell yourself, like the darkness that you're in right now, the pain that you're feeling, you know it ends. You mm-hmm. know there's another side, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't think we ever actually explained the other, the other side. side. Yeah. Um hey, let's do that before okay. we sure. um I think that's a good place to to wrap this up because the doing this, like even this podcast for me yeah. is always an exercise in reflection. It is. Right? It helps me so much, I'd say. We just sit here and record a so, conversation. Right. And it's so nice to hear from people yeah. that we love and respect or don't yeah. even know how helpful it is for them. I agree. Like, oh. And if it can plant a awesome. little seed of, of being yeah. able to reflect or open up a different idea or mm-hmm. access something. Yeah. Or encourage someone to live yeah. their truth or their freedom or start yeah. a new venture because, oh, okay, I'm not alone. Right. Because so we're all doing scary things. Mm-hmm. Or we're, we're all trying to do scary we're things. We're choosing our discomfort. It's cool. So we called this The Other Side Podcast because yeah. we, um, well, I don't, I mean, we'll, we'll sum it up, I yeah. guess. <laughs> so we... We call it that because there's been a couple of times over the past few years that, um, you know, we both have come to a point where we really thought like maybe there's not anything beyond this, right? Like there's not life after this. And maybe even those were like good things like love, great Mm -hmm. love or, and I'll never get that again. Or that is like, I don't actually see living beyond this moment. I can't see myself existing anymore in this world my sort of kitschy sarcastic response to you was hey welcome to the other side yeah and you're like huh yeah (laughs) yeah so to give a little more context there was a time after my divorce and Mm -hmm. just in like the deepest uh despair that you know I maybe had done all I possibly could to feel good here. And it it was time for me to, to be away from those that I love in a really permanent way. And Mm -hmm. that was a moment I couldn't see beyond. And, um, yeah. So once I, I did not, uh, make that a permanent choice and shared all that with Jasmine and came back and said, (laughs) Hey, okay, I guess I'm still gonna, do this thing called life and that was her response yeah I had no idea and she you had told me about the moment where the light or the 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 switch flipped and I didn't even know I had contributed to that in any way I had no idea yeah I had gone to um I guess talking about reflection isn't this is part of that yes Um, absolutely I had planned a trip by myself and when I planned the trip, it was not to 
runaway. It was really it's like, oh, I'm going to go find myself and it's yeah. going to be this beautiful. And eat, pray, love. I'm going to go eat, pray, love in Hawaii. Still and have it, never seen it. <laughs> the movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Okay. We're going to definitely put that definitely. on the to-do list. Okay. Um, but I was so just depressed and hopeless and didn't didn't see that there could be anything more past what I was feeling. And I, I was so scared and it was the lowest that I've ever felt for sure. And I, I remember thinking like, I, I'm not good for my kids anymore. I can't function like this. I'm not good for anyone around me. I can't imagine climbing out of this hole. So before I went to Hawaii, I got my things in order and I wrote all my kids a little letter and I cleaned my apartment like super, super well. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just decided like to go and it it was going to be like, that's, that's it. This is how we'll leave that. And when I got there, I slept for like a couple of days, I think like Mm -hmm. a day and a half. And I hadn't slept in maybe a year, like a solid year. And I woke up feeling different because just because I had slept I had sound sleep Mm -hmm. and there was nobody that needed me in that moment and I felt a little peaceful and I still didn't come out of that room that Mm -hmm. I was shut in um in Hawaii but I thought for a moment like okay maybe I'll just do today like Mm -hmm. I'll just see what today brings and then as the days rolled on I remember like checking in with you like hey I'm alive but you know this is that's it like that was the most I could Mm -hmm. muster and then at some point I remember thinking again, like, okay, maybe I'll do just today pretty well. And Mm. you sent some text messages that probably was just, you know, like, hey, I see you. I love you. Just you being you and not realizing that at that moment when I I felt invisible, like I'm just, I could disappear here and nobody would know. Like no one Mm -hmm. will even feel that ripple. Um, And you just saying that, yeah, like I see you and I love you. And I'm mm-hmm. here for you. And you felt something. Like I did. You felt and something. I, I don't know what I felt. Uh, I t- that tends to happen. Um, a moment I didn't know was coming is coming, mm-hmm. but something in me yeah. was like, hey, um, just love up on this person. Yeah. But it already felt like the right thing to do. And there was this, there was this perfect timing quote from Young Pueblo. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, uh, huh, this is good. Listen to Steph. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know what I said. I have no idea what I said. <clears throat> Wasn't it that one about um, someone who like kills herself and then like that's what a healer is, someone who heals himself and then goes on and heals others or something like that? I don't know. I think that was the one that stands out in my mind. But I don't remember either. All I remember is feeling and seeing, I mean, being seen by mm. you. And then in my mind, something switched like, oh, but she'll be. Sad. like she'll, <laughs> oh, she'll no. miss me she needs me it's like what are you doing yeah people need you those kids need you like no one can love them the way that you can love them you are doing fine like go yeah. home you don't know what you're gonna do you're probably still gonna feel really sad but like you can function yeah. one more day and one more day and one more minute and then when I got home and told you about that at the bar yeah at match yeah uh yeah your response was We'll walk on to the other side. Well, I was completely, like, floored, blown away. I wasn't upset or anything. I just, oh. And this is a time to also tell you that there was a point where you would have never met me. Yeah. And how interesting is it that two beautiful lights 
could think the best option is to dim it permanently. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, look at us. I don't know what the fuck we're going to do, but we're going to do something. <laughs> and I think you definitely mentioned we should have a podcast because we have like the best conversations ever. And I said, you know what? If it can yep. help other people, I'm down. Help ourselves. And yeah, because I have a real issue being super vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Don't know what the hang up is. Probably because, you know, trouble seeing value myself and validity sure. in my messaging. Yeah. And feeling like I have a right to struggle yeah. and not be okay. It was nice to tell someone the truth. Mm-hmm. That is so... Like the whole ass truth. Freeing. The whole ass truth. Because yeah. I know there are folks out there that I love and that love me that I have told the truth. Yeah. But the whole ass truth. Right. And still being accepted. And, and then come and... back and say, oh, you're not leaving? Yeah, wait, what? What? This is the part that everybody exits. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. It's great. And um, I think it's important to follow that up with the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. I think that if you don't have that in your life, you don't feel comfortable that there's someone you can come to personally in your close network, there's a number mm-hmm. and they're there and it's 1 800. 273-8255 that's 1-800-273-8255 and it's available 24 hours a day they've got online chat and they've got tools that even if you don't think it's going to work from for you there's something you can take away from give it. it a shot just get I me mean, yeah right so if you think about the last decade you said you know you've been at that point where you thought there's nothing beyond this once. moment for me more than once mm-hmm. um if you look back now, right, being on the other side of right, that, right, right. you realize like there was so much beautiful life that happened after all, that moment. And all so around me, love. I just couldn't, right. I couldn't compute. And sure, more pain and yeah. more sadness mm-hmm. and more disappointment and that Inevitable. is life and that's okay. So it's important to take the time to, mm-hmm. to reflect. And if we don't, then um, that's how we end up back where we were. And even if we get back there, creating something far more Mm -hmm. hurtful and horrendous, I think. Yeah. Well, I have a vulnerability hangover right now to sharing that. I know I'm like really thinking about editing it out, but I won't. Yeah. Hmm. I'm thinking about it too, but I'm in it with you. So I just knew I had to just go with it. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 It's fine. We're fine. I definitely, because I've had a, a tough few weeks. And um, I knew that this conversation had to be had mm-hmm. in in this sense. I just wouldn't feel like I'm doing justice to it. Yeah. To the other side podcast. Yeah. So I'm glad that we converse. <sighs> Me too. We're brave. Yeah. Because if I'm sitting here thinking you're brave, I am also consequently brave. We are brave. Look at us. Okay, so you usually wrap it up with a weird question, but today, this isn't a weird question. This is more like, and if you don't know, then we're going to have to ask another. Are you familiar with this new trend called Visco Girls? First of all, yes. Okay. But I don't know what it means because I don't think you're supposed to know, but you do know because you like, you like Uh, put a scrunchie, right? uh, On your wrist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, And then you, yeah. The, do you do like pose uh, aesthetics, right? Yes. And yep. 
So basically, this is very stressful. they okay. took like the 90s. Right. Kind of. And, and an Oprah filter. Mm-hmm. And they thought they redid it, but it says, oh, no, this one says something different. And then like you'll take pictures of like shoes, socks, and a sucker, and a gigapack. Right. And then, but then know, they say, and I'm sorry if anyone listening identifies as a Visco girl, like so we sorry. love you and accept love you. Love you so much. I'm just trying to. But my daughter right now is. Learning. So um, she'll be like, mom, have you seen my hydro flask? Like, wait, what? Wait. Or and then they say, I don't even know the words, but she'll walk around all of a sudden be like, save the turtles. What? I'm sorry. That's irony. Okay. It's the new yeah, hipster. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And then she told, she's like, well, you didn't even know that scrunchies were a thing when they were a thing, but now they're a thing. Like She's uh, not lying. No, we did know they were a thing. We no, invented but, like, it. If you think about the thing that they are now, we didnn't know that that thing was thingy. Weren't you actually using the damn scrunchie yes, for I your was. hair, though? Did you just wear it on your wrist? I kind of did. I also had on two socks. Like two pairs of socks. <laughs> two pairs of socks scrunched. I also did that. I know. With with like ridiculously tall shoes. Yeah. The other day my daughter goes, she's like, mom, uh, I just want to say one word. Jinkos. Like, okay, First yeah. All, so I did participate. And why were my gams exposed while wearing knee highs? <laughs> like, wasn't the whole point to like look like you're wearing tights even though you're not? I know. Okay. So maybe, Yes. Fine, I need to like reflect on all of these dumb things that I participated in. But I guess this is also the first moment that I'm like an adult looking at youth. Like, what are you doing? doing? And I'm sure our parents looked at us that way. Oh, yeah. Working at Hot Topic taught me. No shade, y'all, but working at Hot Topic for a very long time taught me, okay, mom was right. Yeah. Yeah. So she's right about this, man. There's a whole lot. <laughs> if someone could really explain this Visco girl thing, like if someone would just send us Thanks. an email or like a message, Thank you. that would be super Actually, helpful. I, I don't really appreciate- get it. You, here's the thing. You can email us at theothersidepodcasters at gmail.com. That's theothersidepodcasters at gmail.com. Let us know what the Visco <laughs> is, all right? And um, maybe we'll become one. Actually, maybe it's really cool. I think it's what the youth call cringy if we do that. Hey, when we post a photo um, of this, can you please hashtag it? Visco, Visco. girls, oh, please. If you give me a scrunchie. But here's the thing. Here's the thing too. Several. We're not even that old to be olding us. Right. I don't know why that's like a habitual thing. I'm 34. I'm 33. Going on 34. Shout out to October 22nd, y'all. It's going down. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can also follow us on the Instagrams at the Other Side Podcasters. That is our handle. Um, yo, is that it? I guess let's visco. No, I'm kidding. Oh, my God. oh no, You're see, welcome, that's kids. why. We, yeah, You're okay. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>